It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Welcome to The Rendezvous. Happy weekend eve. Love dating, romance, and relationship with our relationship expert, Simon Marcel, romance expert. Hello. <laughs> Bonjour, la belle Angie Taylor, who keeps the show real when I go too romantic. Bonsoir. Uh... Good evening. Well, thank you, everybody, for being with us tonight. Uh, Lots to talk about. Last night was the day, or the night, I should say. Valentine's Day, Valentine's evening. I want to know, you know, how it went. Did you do anything yesterday, Simon, for Valentine's Day? I know you're our resident single on the show. I I am. So I just like probably many of us, I watched a movie at home. You Netflix and chilled? Yeah, great movie, Only for the Brave, again, this fabulous movie about heroes, firemen. But I, you know, of course, had no dates. So that's what I did. So, okay. you know, and, and it was fine, by the way. People said it was fine. Not the most exciting. You weren't fine. all sad and pouting is what you're saying. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> that was, no. Only when somebody breaks your heart, you're like that, you know. So I don't think single people right now feel like that anymore. Well, actually, today being uh, the 15th, not Valentine's Day, the day after is officially now known as Single Awareness Day. Have you heard of this? Nope, I haven't. Single Awareness Day, the acronym is SAD, which... <laughs> It kind I mean, of is. You're right. Who made that that words? These it's words? Single Awareness Day. I'm going to tell you what that means. I didn't even know this was a thing. Um, so we're going to discuss, you know, Single Awareness Day. And oh if you're single, you know, what that means to you. Do you celebrate it? Do you even know what this is? We're going to discuss next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. February 15th is now known, apparently, as Singles Awareness Day. Um, I mean, makes it sound like we're raising money for people who have a problem. You know, single <laughs> awareness day. Please like it's a charity some or money. something. Exactly. Well, oh, la, 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 la. Well, yesterday, Valentine's Day, um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like when I was single, yeah. I never really sweated Valentine's Day. I didn't feel bad. I didn't feel left out. I didn't feel sad at all. I feel like I always just kind of got together with my girlfriends and hung out with them. Had a Galentine's Day. You never remember staying at home, like when you were single, totally alone. Yeah, I do uh, remember that, but I would—I don't think I was sad about it. No, but it's not sad. I agree, it's not a sad day, but it's well, not exciting. Like it well, is, I, if you, you know, somebody to go out with. Even having somebody to go out with, it's still—you know—after a while. I, listen, Simon, I, I try to treat every day like Valentine's Day. In my marriage, so right. you know, I don't need a holiday. <laughs> but okay. I'd never heard of Singles Awareness Day. It's uh, today, February fifteenth, and sometimes considered an alternative to Valentine's Day for those who don't have a significant other. Apparently, the goal mm-hmm. of this day is to let singles have celebrations, get-togethers, and exchange gifts with their single friends. The Awareness Day was established by single people who were just sick of feeling left out on Valentine's Day, and support of the day, I guess, is growing every year. I mean, I've been a supporter of this day, but I just, don't you think, like, it really sounds like Something is wrong with you when you say awareness day, like awareness for this or that. Usually a cause that needs either money or your attention. Well, you know know. how like different organizations that raise money have like different ribbons that they wear. Um, Days of the year explain that people celebrating single awareness day sometimes wear green because it's a complete opposite of red or they wear black. Wow. (laughs) Because it's the absence of color. Sometimes singles send each other gifts, flowers. Uh, they just hang out together. So what, you and Adam are our single people on the show. Did you guys buy each other a gift? What did you guys get each other? I know. I, we, 
<laughs> yeah, he, listen, we're good friends. We don't we don't send each other's gift about that. We're not that desperate, actually. Like we have to make up for not having a girlfriend or this or that. No, this seems so. This I don't. To I didn't me, say anything to him. Celebrating Singles Awareness Day seems more sad than just not doing anything at all. Like if you have to celebrate it, but I guess they say some unique ideas if you're celebrating Single Awareness Day include sending flowers to yourself with a blank card to work. <sighs> to make your office mates confused and then giving away the flowers on your way home to those who look like they're feeling a little down in the dumps. They also suggest looking outside yourself on the holiday and finding someone you could visit in a hospital or a nursing home who might not have anyone to celebrate with. This sounds like the saddest day of the year, okay? Yeah, what about the joy of life in there, huh? None. I don't know who created that, Angie. Well, you know, according to science, it is better to be single, though, Simon. And I'm going to tell you why. Are you um, yeah. Single people are more likely to not only embrace solitude, but benefit from being alone a little bit. Um, okay. You know, you take peace in having your, your time to yourself, traveling alone, things like that. I, I need my alone time as well, even though I'm a married person. I think everybody does. So. Um, okay. They also say single people tend to have stronger social networks. You're not only yeah. more likely to reach out to your social networks, but also provide and receive help from people more than your married peers do. So instead of relying on just one person, you have a whole network of friends and, and family and other people that you lean on. You, have you also to. tend to be more fit. Um, those who are single and never married worked out more frequently each week than their married and divorced friends. That's interesting. Because you're on the market. You're looking for a date, looking for love. You want to look at your best. You have to. You can't let yourself go and think, oh, I'm going to find you know somebody. Like No. So I think this discipline makes sense. On that one, I agree. Okay. That's so probably I'll- true. I want to see if, uh, you know, you're into celebrating being single today. Every day should be celebrated for whatever day you get. But let's Mm -hmm. talk to our listeners, see what they have to say about Single Awareness Day. (laughs) 855-905-8255. We'll take calls next on The Rendezvous. Welcome back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about being single around Valentine's Day. Today is apparently now known as Singles Awareness Day acronym sad which i don't oh, know yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't think anybody's really sad but let's go to the phones and see what you think about all this 855-905-8255 listening in colorado springs on my 99.9 here's leandra hey leandra bonjour Hi. i think this is the stupidest thing i've ever heard of <laughs> this is i don't need awareness i'm like i don't i don't understand why they think oh they must feel left out Right. You know, with Valentine's Day, there's I buy myself flowers whenever the mood hits. Right. You know, like I don't I, I don't understand this. I can't even wrap my mind around It's like a pity thing. It seems like idea. pity and I don't feel like singles feel they need to be pitied. No. Uh, you're I can, single. I would be willing to yeah. bet whoever came up with this mm-hmm. was not single. It, it probably came out from, like, let's say, you know, a couple of people. One is heartbroken, and the rest of the people say, we're going to do something about it. Let's wear, raise awareness and all that. And then came that idea. But I agree with you, Landra. It's do you think it's going to be another Hallmark holiday where people start buying each other cards? Or, like, there's a whole section? <laughs> yeah, the whole section at the I mean, store. It, it really is stupid. And I think that it does put a negative connotation on it Yeah. to where, oh, let's mm-hmm. remember them. Yeah, you it's insulting. We it's don't insulting. have to account for where we are all the time. Right, and, we don't and by have the way, dumb arguments. <laughs> we can lots, fart when we want. 
there you go. And lots of singles choose to be single. So, like, come mm-hmm. on, people. Thank you so much for your call, Leandra. Celebrate your singleness, girl. All yes. right. More of The Rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, and relationships. We were just talking about being single uh, mm-hmm. the day after Valentine's Day. And someone, the, Leandra, who we just spoke to, said, hey, I want to be able to do what I want in my own place. And I have to ask anybody, whatever that is, your single behaviors. Simon, yes. you're the, the single uh, between the two of us. So mm-hmm. do you do any things at home when you're alone in your home? And think, oh my gosh, if somebody walked in right now, or you know, if my wife walked in, my girlfriend walked in, I'd be so embarrassed. Your single life behavior. Yes. Yeah, so don't laugh, but I, I have a tendency to talk to myself. You talk to yourself? It's ridiculous. So if a thought, so I'm having breakfast, I'm watching something on television, I literally make a comment to myself and laugh, and I said, ridiculous. But I do the whole process. So if somebody walked in on me, said, who are you talking to? They would think you're admit, crazy. Probably that. What kind of conversations one. are you having? I'm cu- I'm curious what you talk to yourself about. <laughs> no, like you know, I'm watching a TV or a movie, or even doing the a, day, a thought during the day, or what I'm eating. Oh, this, this is too salty. Just out you just loud. say it out loud, right? Out loud. Instead and of just I thinking laugh. it. Yeah. You know, you, people that are inmates in solitary confinement, they tell them to talk to themselves frequently so they don't go crazy. So maybe that's a good thing. Or maybe I'm going crazy. That's possible, too. (laughs) No, honestly, when I was single, I used to come home every night from work Uh or wherever I was and open up Uh the door and go, honey, I'm home. And then, like, laugh to myself because nobody was there. That was my little joke I would tell myself all the time. (laughs) And then the other reason I did it is in case there was a burglar inside the house waiting to stab me. I wanted them to know that, you know. Uh, like, oh, my big, huge man is with me here. D- you know, don't come out and kill me. Um, there's other single people behaviors that I want to know about, Simon, and I'll tell you <laughs> some of mine, too. When we come back cool. on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for listening tonight to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships. If you're single, you have certain behaviors that, that you do at home because mm-hmm. nobody's there. You're alone. It's your house. You don't care. Nobody's watching. But what if somebody were to walk in or if there was, you know, somebody videotaping you? What single behaviors <laughs> would you be embarrassed about? Simon, you said you talk to yourself sometimes. Quite I think often. that's normal. <laughs> Not just sometimes. Quite often. Indeed. All the time? Not all the time. But quite often. So say all the time. Maybe we should, you know, talk about. What else is going on with you? Exactly. No, just just sometimes. I have a thing that I do. Like, my husband travels a lot for work. And I'll have a thing I do if I'm getting ready to go out or, you know, if I have plans. And I'll do, like, a little runway show in my house. So I'll turn up music. Yeah, I'll turn up music really loud. And I have this big full-length mirror. And I'll try on different outfits. And I'll walk back and forth and pretend I'm Beyonce. So the, my little fashion shows, my private fashion shows, I'd be very embarrassed That'd if fun, Jason though. walked in the room. Jill, our producer, single girl behaviors that you exhibit that you'd be like, oh, my God, if somebody walked in. So embarrassed. Mine is kind of similar to yours, but I have little dance parties. Dance by parties. Myself. Dance yeah. parties Ooh. are fun. <laughs> what do we listen to during the dance parties? Do you a have bit a bit of Kanye, uh-huh. put on some Beyonce sometimes. It depends what kind of mood I'm in. So it's usually like an upbeat sort of like. You know, I I think it's actually exercise. I instead of working go. out, I I dance. Do you have know. the sad 
music parties ever? Like, no. where you put on the sad music and you look at pictures <laughs> and you cry? Or just me? Well, or I do no? that sometimes <laughs> and I'll eat some ice cream, you know, binge on, on sad music and ice cream. I like that, too. Jill, how often do you do a little dance party, like, on the on a, like a week per week? How often do you actually take a few steps and go at it? <laughs> Maybe a couple of times a week, two or three. It depends on what Ooh, kind of mood I'm in, you know? Chill. It's kind of sad if you think about it. But hey, you know, dance are, party for one. Do you ever like sit and binge watch TV shows that you know that if there was a partner in the room, they would be like, what are we doing watching this crap right now? Like, can I tell you? I got super excited last night because there was like five Antiques Roadshows in a row on. And I was like, yes, honey, Antiques Roadshow. I'm like, oh, this would be so embarrassing if anybody knew. <laughs> I, I binge on tennis, so I don't know if you. Um, I love tennis. Right, I'd so be there's cool a with tennis that. channel. All right, so that's my big Give thing. Give me a I mean. French Open all day and a bottle right. of rose. And I'm good exactly. with that. Exactly, and joie de vivre. So if you're not in tennis, it's a problem. If you are, then it's all good. Yeah, I do that. The trashy TV, you know, anything like reality. <sighs> I'll, I'll like binge reality no, TV too. You don't no, do that, Simon? I don't no Housewives? Empty. No Kardashians? Never. No, thank you. The things you eat too. I probably wouldn't eat the way I ate around a significant other. Like, sometimes I'll just be like, I'm going to have this whole pizza and this whole bottle of wine, and I don't care what anybody says. But if somebody else is around, I'm like, oh, I'll just have one piece. It's fine. Like, I just want one piece of one glass of wine. I'm good. Hell no. If I'm by myself, it's all getting cleaned out. Oh, Angie, I love that. All right. More of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie next. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We give you advice on love, dating, romance, and relationships. If you can't call into the show for whatever reason, you can still leave us a voicemail, mm -hmm. and we'd love to help you that way. Simon and I are always here. Always. 24-7. is our number, and leave a voicemail if we're not on the air or if you're just not comfortable chatting about mm -hmm. it on the air. Here, let's mm -hmm. go to one right now. This is Erica, who left us a voicemail listening in Lake Forest, Illinois, and let's hear her issue. Hi, Simon and Angie, and I'm just needing some advice from you guys. Um, I've been with my guy for over 11 years, and we're completely happy, and our relationship is strong and wonderful, but I do come from an extremely religious family, and uh, of course, they're still making a humongous deal that we're not married. Which is absolutely crazy because we've been to, you know, we've been with each other for over all this time, over 11 years. And, you know, I love who we are and, I, and we've proven that we've stayed longer than a lot of married couples. And I'm tired of it still being the topic. And I feel like my boyfriend, uh, and I should just say my husband because it's probably common law. <laughs> Uh, but my husband, my man, my guy, um, loves me so much. He's willing to get married, but I'm just like, I'm okay with how we are. And I, I, I'm feeling a little frustrated uh, with my family, and I'm feeling guilty with making him feel so guilty. And so I'm just confused and wanting some advice on how I should proceed with my family Thank you guys for any advice you can give me. Bye-bye. All right. That was Erica in Lake Forest, Illinois. 11-year relationship. She says she's happy. Family wants her to get married. Simon, I want to hear your thoughts next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie.
Welcome back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We got a call uh, just a minute ago from Erica, and she was saying, I'm in an 11-year relationship. I'm happy, but my family's religious. They will not get off my back. They want me to get married. How do I handle this situation? What advice would you give her? Erica, first of all, thanks for the voicemail. The thing is, you said you were happy. And you're right. Many people have been married and divorced in the 11 years. You guys still together and for happy. Sure. So, and I don't know if Angie will agree with me, but I feel like two people together for 11 years have created their own family. The title married or not married, that's a personal choice. It's not a family influence that should decide whether you guys get married or not. It's both of you. And if you're happy like this, and that seems to be the case, you have to say to the family, hey, that's enough. Love me for who I am and for who he is as we are. Now, I understand the respect for religion. But it's you, family, you happiness, you relationship, you rules. you got to stand for it and fight for it. Otherwise, sometimes, for in the name of whatever religion or influence, people break up relationship. And mm-hmm. we don't want that. So I think Eric has to stand strong. Angie, what do you say, Erica? I agree with you, Simon, too. I mean, what the family should be most concerned with is Erica's happiness. And she's telling them repeatedly, I'm happy. This has been 11 years. You know, a lot of times people need a label. They need to label you and put you in a box. Like, I I can't tell everybody you're just dating for 11 years. That's not a good look. It's more about them than it is about her and her relationship. So she's happy. Erica, live your life. And Live don't worry your life about it. fully. Exactly. Enjoy. Yeah. It's wonderful, actually, to be together for 11 years. Absolutely. Happy. And any parent, as a parent myself, any parent just wants their child to be happy. You're happy. So stay happy. Well, I have a question for you, though, another, about this that I want to ask you. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. very curious now. I'm I have scared. a question. Yeah. All right. <laughs> More with Simon and Angie and The Rendezvous next. This is The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. I'm Angie Taylor, 855-905-8255. If you want to comment or need advice on love, dating, relationships, romance, we are all about it today and every single day. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Hello. So we were talking uh, in our last break about Erica, who left us a message needing advice on her 11-year relationship with her family, wanting her to get married. I'm happy... You know, they just want this for me. They want that for me. We told her, hey, happy is the bottom line, right? And so Mm -hmm. you said you had a question for me. Was it about Erica? (laughs) It's about the situation of Erica and how, as a woman, you perceive this. Because I feel there's a double standards. Um, I'm 49, been single. I'm single. Uh, I don't feel that people give me as much flack or pressure about why I have not been married before or if I'm with somebody, when are you going to get married? Mm-hmm. But I feel the return is not true towards women. That true. from the age of 20, society, and maybe more other women to women, put pressure, once you start a relationship, you're happy, that the idea that the relationship without being married is not complete, is not fulfilling, is not is not normal. That like Almost what's wrong with you, girl, that mm-hmm. you've been with a guy for so many years and he hasn't asked you to be married. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I feel. So I wanted to ask you why, Angie, you feel women do that to other women more than men to women, right? Like women ask this question to girlfriends more than guys ask to girls. And have you been in that situation ever younger before you were married? Oh, for sure. I mean, I didn't get married until I was 32, which, you know, I come from a Serbian right off the boat old school family. Mm-hmm. To right. them, I might as well have been 185 spinster um, <laughs> because they all got married at 18 and have kids and all that thing. I had different priorities 
I wanted to have my career. I wanted to live my life as a single Mm -hmm. person and feel what that felt like before I jumped into something that was going to be forever one way. Um, Knowing that when I got married, I would hope that it would be forever. I mean, we always hope that, I feel like, but you never know. So I don't know if it's so much women on other women. I, I just feel like family a lot of times is a lot of the pressure because... That's where I got most of it from. I didn't get it from my girlfriends. I got it from my family. Okay. Um, why aren't you married? You know, why are you so picky was the big one with me. All, everyone in my family, you're so picky, you're so picky because maybe mm-hmm. they like some of the guys and it just wasn't for me. I, I feel like they think that you're unhappy if you're not in this place in their mind where you're supposed to be. It's sort of the same thing as telling someone who's single, well, you know, oh, you must be so sad. You must be so lonely, right. which is how, how we started the show today. And it's like, I, I'm choosing this life. I'm choosing to be single right now. I'm choosing to have it this way. And if I tell you I'm happy in this life, believe me, just because you don't think you would be happy if you were in this place that I'm in doesn't mean that I'm not. So it leads to my follow-up question to you. When you met Jason, I know you guys were you know pretty quickly in love and all this. Do you mm-hmm. think you could have stayed with him those last 10 years, if he never asked you to marry him? I don't know. I mean, probably. I don't know. Honestly, that's such a hard thing. Tell me why. I, um, Only because I was a mother. My daughter was very young at the time, three. Mm-hmm. I, 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 for me and for her, wanted to just have a very solid family unit. To separate from her father when she was young, I just felt mm-hmm. like I needed a certain balance in her life, maybe because of the way I grew up, too, with my mom in and out of relationships. I felt like I just needed things to be balanced and good, and it okay. wasn't going to be with the first guy that came along that promised me that. It had to be the right person, yeah. and I feel like when the right people come along for the right reasons, even if you're a devoted single for your life, suddenly you're like, okay, I want to get married, or if you're someone who, since you were a little girl, said, I can't wait to be married and have kids— all of a sudden you're an adult and you're like, wait, I don't want that at all. I mean, mm-hmm. I think things True. change and desires change and, and what you feel will fulfill you changes all the time. So okay. never be hard on yourself and never be hard on anyone else because they're not living the life that you think they should live. Because it's yeah, not for you to decide. Don't project, exactly. Don't project your own desire on other people's private life. Right? We do that all the time. I'm guilty of that often. You know. We do. We, we yeah. just want what's best for the people we love, but what's best... For us, might not be what's best for them. Absolutely. Yeah, great question, Simon. All right, more of The Rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Taking your uh, questions for love, dating, romance, if you need advice, we take them on the air. And we also take them through email, simonandangie.com. And we have one, Simon, that I want to read to you. Oh, good. Um, Yeah, this comes to us from Lydia, listening on Mix 96.9 in Scottsdale, Arizona. She says, hi, Simon and Angie. I met this guy, beautiful in every way, except he has a huge spacer in his earlobe, both earlobes that freak me out. You know what that is? The I big circle. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. They've literally been stretched out to the size of golf balls. The big gauges. Big, big. <laughs> just thinking about him taking them out and his earlobes just hanging there all crusty and weird makes me want to vomit. But otherwise, he's perfect. What should I do? Date or dump him? Simon. <laughs> what do you say funny. for Lydia? Uh, Lydia, thanks for uh, reaching out. 
I'm a romantic, but this hard one because you said just to think of it makes me want to vomit. And once you're disgusted by something about somebody at the beginning like that, it's hard to think it's going to go well. At the same time, you say he's great, right? Like she it's, says it's he's beautiful in, in every way. Yeah. He's perfect otherwise. What so should I'm, I do? you got to go on a date, though. You gotta Keep give dating. Him a second chance. I say date as well. I had a nephew that got like little yeah. gauges, and it was it grossed me out too. And he grew out of it. I mean, you're not gonna have Lydia, this boyfriend who has humongous golf ball gauges in his ears at 60 years old. There's gonna be a time where he's like, I'm tired of this phase, like whatever it is, or you know, and he'll yeah. get his earlobes fixed. Um, but I say date. He sounds yeah. perfect in every other way. Date, yeah. All right, exactly. Great. Give it a chance. Give it a chance, Lydia. And in the meantime, go get some numbers for plastic surgeons for ear lobe <laughs> repair. <laughs> exactly. Save some money. More of the rendezvous. I'm going to take some calls next. 855-905-8255. More with Simon and Angie next. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie taking your calls on love, dating, romance, relationship. If you need advice, we are here. We are your mm-hmm. touchstone. Talk to us. (laughs) So I want to go to the lines. Um, We do have people that need advice. Carly listening in Perrysburg, Ohio on 101.5 The River. Hey, Carly. Hey. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. What can we help you with? Okay. So I am in a situation where I'm dating a younger guy. And when I say younger, it's seven years different. So I'm 32 and he's 25. Okay. And at first, I was I kind of wrote it off. I was like, I'm not going to date this guy. I know he's interested. He's cute, but I'm not into the age gap. You know, I'm at a point where I'm thinking at the time, my next serious relationship is maybe going to be the one where I settle down, maybe get married, maybe have kids. And he's this 25-year-old. I'm like, you know, he just doesn't seem like at the right time in his life where he's going to want to do that. But the more we kind of get to know each other, the more he's kind of been proving me wrong and showing me that he's actually even more emotionally mature than some of the guys in their 30s that I date. So I'm kind of like, well, why am I holding back? And and I'm sort of at this place now where I'm like trying to make a decision, like, should I just go into it and, and not worry so much about it? Or am I worried about something else with age? You know, I don't know. It's just also it's a little confusing right now. All right, you're 32, he's 25. Carly wants to know, why am I liking this guy? <laughs> yeah. Showing more responsibility <laughs> yeah. um, when I don't want to or when it doesn't feel like I should. Um, can you hang on with us for a second, Carly? You got it. All right, great. When we come back, more about the age difference next on The Rendezvous. We're back. It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie, love, dating, romance, and relationships. We had a call. Uh, we still have our caller on the line, Carly in Ohio. Hey, Carly, thanks for hanging on with us. Um, so Carly was saying, Simon, and for our mm-hmm. listeners that didn't hear before, Carly, you're 32. Boyfriend is 25. You thought I would never date a guy this young. And it turns out he is more mature, more responsible than you expected or anybody else you've ever dated. And so you're wondering what? Should I stay with him or no? Is that the question? Or like, are you yeah, confused? That's you're the con- question. And because you, yeah, you're confused what, about your feelings, like, I feel like Carly, maybe, Simon, tell me if you mm-hmm. think I'm wrong. Maybe you had this idea in your head of who you would end up with, like what it was supposed to look like. And this guy, being the age he is, didn't sort of fit that stereotype and, and what you thought. 
or what it, you thought it would look like is not what it looks like. And you're like, wait a minute. I don't know. But he's been proving himself. So, Simon, what do you say? Golly, um, I'm so glad you called us because it makes a point about it's not about like men in general, age in general, but it's all about him. Seven years is not a huge age difference. No, I get that, you know, you, most 32 say, and 25, though, Simon. Yeah, I mean, a 25 year old man is still like an 18 year old. You know what I'm saying? A little bit. But, okay, see, you're generalizing, Angie, because it's about. Yes, I am. This, I am. You're right. So, my point is, it's always case by case. So, yes, if you generalize, Angie has a good point. But if you think, Carly, that you met this guy and he's proving you wrong that he's wonderful and anything you want, it's a win. And the reason mm-hmm. of this, and, and I tell you that because my parents have a big age difference in the sense of men and women. My mother's much younger than my dad, and they've been together for 52 years. And, of course, when, you know, and they have almost 20 years of difference. Man-female so, man, is different, though, when the man is older and the woman's younger. It, there's a different dynamic. It is, but I always learn that it's a case-by-case, case, that you it don't is, ever have to is. justify age difference or anything or gender, just who you love, you love. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, Kali, you seem pretty happy with him. So I, I think that it's you're on the right direction, guys. I mean, I see nothing wrong. I don't know what Angie will say, but I just feel like this is going well. Angie, what do you think? <laughs> Carly, here's what I heard you say. I am dating this guy. He is perfect in every way. I'm not sure if I should be with him or not. At the, at the bottom of it all, mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. saying he's great, he's shown up for you, he's been responsible, he's done things that you wouldn't imagine that he did, and you're saying, should I stay with him or not? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's because I was in a serious relationship for five years, I got out of it about a year ago, and I'm still kind of hanging on to some past, you know, ah. baggage. Wait, and so are you, sort of- are you missing the ex? Are you wanting to be with the ex? Or no, it, no, I don't want to be with the ex at all, but I think okay. I just, he I don't burned know, you. it's hard for me to sort of, a little bit, like it's hard for me to pinpoint what I'm still attached to from the last relationship, good or bad. That Yeah, it might be some, it, it might be some like codependent things from the last relationship, the bad behaviors, but the guy mm-hmm. that you're with now is not responsible for the last guy's mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't make him yeah. pay for what the last guy did. Because that's very easy to do when we get burned. If someone mm-hmm. cheats on us in our next relationship, we're going to be like, is he cheating? Is he cheating? Oh, my God, I got to check his phone. I got to do it. Even if they're showing us in every single way that they're trustworthy, that they would never be that person, th- there's that residual thing in us that doesn't trust. So True. Uh, you're, bringing, you're bringing some icky stuff from the last one into the new one. Don't muddy the waters. I like that right. guy, though, Angie. I like uh, Carly's The way you speak about him. He might be younger, but he really seems like a great catch. I, I don't know. It's in the, the, in the music of your voice when you speak. The sound of your voice sounds happy when you talk voice. about him. Yes. I, mean, <laughs> I like it. Because you can He's tell really a lot. Cute. <laughs> Here He's we really go. Cute. See, yeah, like but... you, your voice lifts up when you talk about him. Simon's right. Like there's, there's a different tone when you talk about him than right. when you were talking about the ex like this and the baggage and he hurt me. <laughs> You're, don't drag in something ugly from the past into this beautiful thing that is developing here in the now exactly right right so i think that's good advice yes give, give it, it a, a chance shot. especially if everything you're saying is so good about him you know why not give it a shot he's proving yeah. himself so prove that you're over but, the last thing and, and and give it a shot yourself don't be afraid of happiness i mean uh, really good luck to you carly simon yeah. and i are pulling Thank for you 100 percent. thanks so much All have right, a good great. night
Thanks for calling The Rendezvous. More next. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks so much for being with us tonight. Love dating and romance. If you missed any of our conversations, our phone calls, our advice, please check us out, simonandangie.com. Our podcast is there. You can listen back to anything we talked about tonight, mm-hmm. including this ridiculous singles awareness day, which is what today is oh. supposed to be. We discussed aye, aye, aye. Uh Erica's voicemail about family pressure to get married after dating for 11 years. And then we just spoke with Carly, her call about dating a younger guy. And this is not what I thought it would be. And I don't know. He's so great, though. And Simon, that's where your Simon Says came in. Thanks, Angie. I said, don't be afraid of happiness. Meaning when everything is going well in your relationship, don't look at each other and thinking, is this going to end soon? What I, you know, that Waiting it for the be... other shoe to drop, yeah. Yes, that you don't have the right to be happy. Don't worry about your friends, your family, whatever happens around you. It's only about you and him or your partner, whatever situation you are. Don't be afraid of happiness. It's a bliss in life when that happens. I love mm-hmm. that, Simon says, Simon. I, I would have taken that one and put it on a wall <laughs> so I could look at it every day. Don't be afraid. Of you know, happiness. Of happiness, exactly. Thank you, Simon Marcel. Thank you, Angie Taylor. You can find The Rendezvous anywhere, anytime at simonandangie.com. Also on your iHeartRadio app. Just search Simon and Angie. And on mm-hmm. social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Send us an email. Send us a voicemail. Send us a what's up at any time. <laughs> and we will talk to you tomorrow on The Rendezvous. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.